0: I'm Adam Hergenrother, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made money and accomplished big goals, but then ask themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. All right. Well, welcome back to the show. We're super excited today. Uh, One of the most fundamental topics we're going to talk about today is the three most important things a leader must do. And now don't naturally uh, turn this off if you are not leading a company because everybody is a leader. um, Whether you're leading somebody... In um, your family, whether you're leading somebody that you open the door for at the convenience store, you are you are leading people on a consistent basis, and so we should all just approach ourselves from there. So, you know, how do we bring the leadership aspect into the spirituality aspect? Right? Like, how do you bridge that gap, which is what we're going to be talking about today? So, the three most important things a leader must do. Number one, let's just jump right into them. Is you have to first cast a vision, because if you're not casting the vision, then nobody knows where they're going. And let me deconstruct the vision word for you. Because a lot of people get lost in this word, thinking that this is some ten year grand scheme. I'm living on a yacht with helicopters and a f sixteen like hanging around there. That can be a vision, and it serves a purpose to think long term. However, a vision, when your organization or your business unit or your achievement that you're after is in a state of flux or a little bit of problems show up, right? And those things tend to show up sometimes. The vision could be, what's the vision for the next hour of this meeting? What's the vision for the next day? I was just working with, a, with a two um, highly successful clients yesterday. And they one of them is a big visionary. And so they naturally live in this this elongated state, right? And it's easy to live there. Whereas one of them is very much more black and white operational. And I said, okay, guys, here's the thing. You have a disconnect from around the clarity of what it is that you guys want out of your organization. They have a very successful and big organization. And so I said, look, what I want you to do for these next coaching sessions, I want you to think of what the vision is for the next week. And instantly, the more operational driven one goes, "Well, I can wrap my head around that because I understand what the win is for the week." I said, "Then that's that's what we're going to focus on." And so what we did is we said, "Okay, well, what is the vision?" And I.e., all that is is how do you win the week, right? Look, people don't get lost the word vision. Vision can just be win. Like, how do we win, or what's the goal, or what's the metric, or what's the KPI, right? What is this? Whatever the the whatever you're using, how do you know? Your week was successful. How do you know the activities that you did this week in leading, right in leadership actually moved the organization forward somehow, right? So we, we broke that down. They did, we did it in weeks there. But look, this may be, oh man, like things got real rough. What's the vision for the next like three hours, right? What's the vision for the next day? So you constantly need to be casting this vision so people know where they're going. When people have a vision that they're pulled to, they are much more apt to move faster. I found that most people are willing to work really hard as long as the vision is something that they support. But a lot of us, what happens is we don't share our vision enough because we're not clear enough with what our vision actually is. Now, we may be clear enough in our own minds, but we haven't been articulate enough. It doesn't mean you use big words that people don't understand. We just haven't communicated enough what our vision actually is right? So for me and in our world, I mean, I run five different organizations. We have a lot of people that need the communication is I will weave in the conversation of what the vision is constantly, right? Like, you know, business is nothing but a conduit for our personal growth or you know um we're we're using business as a way to develop ourselves um uh, in more ways than others and so it doesn't mean you have to sit go around if you if you have this cool vision doesn't mean you have to go around like reciting it like you're giving a speech to people right you just weave it into the conversations and most of my emails that we that um, we send out, right. I will incorporate some aspect of the vision in there. It may just be a couple of the words, but it's just enough to trigger them that where we're going, what we're doing. And, and when, when people are very clear on what it is they're doing, you don't need quite as much of this, maybe not daily, but when things are in a little bit of chaos, this is a, they need to hear from you daily. They need to understand what it is and where we're going almost you know, every 15, 20, 30 minutes, every hour, just and just reinforce them. Again, you're not reciting your vision. You're just telling them, okay, what's the goal for today? This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. That moves everybody in the same direction. The thing is, if you have you know seven people on your team and all seven of them are working really hard, but they all have a different vision for where they need to be working for, man, you've just lost a lot of productive time from amazing people. So don't get lost in the word vision there, right? And part of this is, Understanding where you want to go in your vision has a lot to do with how are you operating what space that you're operating from. So you go back to, am I operating from a place of just accumulating and doing and serving or am I operating from a place of pure enthusiasm and joy that's coming into the activity, right? And that's the whole being first, doing second. You're not walking into your people of saying, I need to get something from you. You're walking into it of saying, how do all of us serve the greater good of this organization? What's the existence of our organization for? So you're bringing the consciousness into business, right? You're serving the greater good of this. And I don't mean it's such a, it could be lost in a big statement, serving the greater good. You're, you're, you're taking a group of people in these relationships that you're, you're creating in your organization and you're solving a problem that helps other people. And you're doing it because you just want to create and you want to explore and you want to, You have enthusiasm for this. Now, if you're coming into these conversations and you're trying to cast a vision from a place of constantly doing, the vision isn't going to be as clear because you're doing it from a place of trying to accumulate more and more and more instead of from a place of being. It's it's instrumental for you to understand the difference and really kind of separate yourself from that. So just really work on and asking the deeper questions when you're doing this is, why. what's my vision for? What is the existence of our organization? What existence of my department? Why am I showing up every day? And here's another really cool thing that you can bring to your world every day is imagine waking up and you being the person why everybody else wants to come to work. And that's showing up with being first. So you, who do you have to be? How do you have to show up on a daily basis in your work so that you are the person, the reason why everybody else wants to come to work? And if we all take that approach, you will get a sense of why you're doing what you're doing and ultimately you're gonna answer of who you are. And it's gonna be a powerful thing. So number one is cast a vision. This is gonna go lost in that. Um, number two is clarity. Clarity is everything. Remember back in the days, I don't know if you guys remember, where you actually had to take out an atlas and try to find directions for places that where people are? Well, now what do you do? You don't even think about where you're going because what you do is you're flying into a foreign city and you fly in there, you just know that you're going to have Google Maps or some other ways or some other communication device that's going to bring you exactly to where you need to go so you don't even really think about it, right? So the clarity that Google Maps provides you is, um, one of speed. So in, as you lead and as you're building your division, as you're achieving more, whatever you're, whatever you're, you're leading, right? The more clarity that you have first, remember self-leadership precedes leadership, the more clarity you can give to others. And the more clarity everybody has on their role, the faster they will go. Think about how slow you go when you're driving, when you don't know where you're going. And then you pull up to the car behind you and you're getting pissed off. And by the way, that's a great opportunity to practice your three, two, one, relax. Right, the three, two, one, relax, where you pull up the car and you're trying to go somebody really fast because you know where they're going. It's an out of state license plate, and you know they don't know where they're going. And intellectually, you understand that they're going slow for a reason, but you're still pissed off. That's when you three, two, one, relax, bring it down below. Right. So the clarity allows people to go faster, quicker. Right. It allows them to gain more insights, and they can see the end result a lot differently than if they don't have the clarity. In my experiences, most people will actually really want to work. What, they're, what they don't have is the vision or the clarity as to where they're going. When everybody's rowing in the same direction, you go faster, Right. But if this starts with you, as you're leading, you need to make sure that you are an individual who understands where you're going, what the clarity is, right? And, um, and then you get to the third one, which I want to bring back a second, is just removing roadblocks. Because when you doing, when you're casting the vision, when you're when you're providing the clarity and you're removing roadblocks, what you can now do is now lead from where you are and as you do this your organization starts to develop a rhythm for it and that becomes a powerful place to launch anything from to lead from and this is and this starts with if you're just an individual that is um working for an organization this is the same thing for you too you have to you if you don't know the clarity you have to ask right and don't assume something and then pull that out of people one of the you know Hallie and I wrote The Founder of the Force Multiplier. And one of the things we talk about in that book is the the fact that she pisses me off a lot because she forces me to gain more clarity and articulate it better um so the rest of the organization can move faster. So who is that person in your life and how you bring that in there, right? Um so it's just a it's a powerful place to be. So number one, cast a vision. Number two, remove the roadblock uh, number two, provide clarity. Number three, remove the roadblocks. So let's talk about that for a second. Let me just actually I'll give you another example of this too as well. Think about it from this the more vision and clarity that you have right the 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 better you can lead your organization and so if you are in the look a lot of times when you're building a business or you're leading a division it can feel like you're in the middle of the woods and there's a dense fog and you don't even know which way is left or right you don't know which way to walk and so you naturally want to stop you just got to figure out a way to take a step forward, even an inch forward. And as you naturally start to develop this, what you'll see is um, the more you can concentrate on yourself to gain visibility over problems, you start to gain more vision. So the more you can operate from the being state, you actually gain a larger vision for your life because you can see things differently. You no longer become the problems. You can solve them faster. So in this example, if you're in the woods and that's where you're operating from, you may be able to see 50 or 60 yards in front of you, right? You may be able to see that, right? They're there, you can see them and you're, you're in a very reactive mode because the only thing that's coming at you, you have to react to it because it's 60 yards in front of you. Whereas if all of a sudden you climb up in a tree stand and you start getting a little bit of elevation, and now you can see 100 yards. And yes, while you're still reacting, you have a little bit more time and energy that you can put into maybe being a little bit more proactive on there too, in terms of guiding your people to where they are. Because now you, you have somebody on the ground but you're also in the tree stand. So your communication to the person on the ground, you're communicating to them so they can help lead everybody else. This is the form of leadership, right? And then all of a sudden, let's just say you gain a, a, a larger sense of your vision or where you're going. You're able to get even more altitude on problems and solutions, meaning that you can, you, can, you can walk yourself around the problem in your head so you can see these things differently and you go above the tree line. Now you can see three or four miles. So now when you're communicating, if you're communicating to the person in the tree stand and the tree stand person's communicating to the person on the ground Your communication channels are not open because you can see and you have more visibility into where your organization is going. So if there's a pond that's a mile up, that's three miles long, you now start directing your team around the pond. If there is a storm coming, right, you start directing them around the storm. You're providing and you're extremely proactive in this way. Now, the key to this though, is as you build an organization, as you start leading on these higher levels, where things break is that you don't have the right people in the places that you have left. So if you don't have the right person on the ground communicating it, no matter what you say, it's not going to get communicated properly. If you don't have the right person in the tree stand, it's not going to communicate properly down to the person on the ground. So your vision will get lost. And it's important that as you build an organization that you have the people that are in each phase that are actually doing the right things and communicating the right way for you becomes very, very important to this way. And then let's just say you gain even more altitude. And all of a sudden, you're in this plane. Man, you can see states. You can just have a whole bunch of visibility. And you can see mountains that are... 150 miles in front of your group. Now you're relaying that information down to the person above the tree line, to the person in the tree stand, the person on the ground. This is how divisions of organizations work. That's why you've ever noticed when you have a small group, it becomes easier to lead and communicate because everybody's sitting on the ground doing it but you're also reacting more. The the larger the organization gets or the more layers it becomes, the more difficult that vision becomes to communicate, which is why you have to actually communicate it in a much more um, and provide more clarity much more frequently, right? Um, Just because when it's a small group, people are literally naturally just... Feeding off of everything that you say, you're usually in the same room, you're in the same groups. And I can remember building organizations that way in the beginning where everyone's just piled in together and, and this you don't even have to have a meeting because the meeting is all day, right? There's literally everybody in the room is hearing everything you're doing, the communication, they're hearing you're on a client call, all these things, right? As you start to grow in organizations, you have to put really amazing people who are in these positions to help communicate your message, your vision, the clarity, and then you have to remove the roadblocks. Removing the roadblocks means that you are being very proactive for your team so that you literally can remove potential Disasters. You can remove potential uh, log jams, and you're just you're allowing the the ability for your your team or your army, however you want to think about it, to be able to push forward. Now, this can be with a couple people, or it can be thousands of people. Right, so you just want to gain that elevation perspective, so you can so you can see it further. Now, um, when you're gaining this perspective, remember there is a a leadership lesson in each one of these phases. Meaning when you go from the ground to the tree stand, from the tree stand to above the trees and the trees to the elevation so you can see very far, the person that you have to become changes. Understand that. The person that you have to become changes dramatically from when you're doing it with six people to when you're running an organization that's larger than yourself. And a lot of people want to have a business, by definition means that it's an organization running without you there. And in order for that to happen, you have to become somebody different. And this starts with the inward journey of who you are. This starts with understanding who you are at the core so that you can then surround yourself with people who you are not and so they and then you bring this into the the business world of the same concept of who you need to become the people below you better be getting the same information Because there is a big jump from when you go from being the business nucleus to, to kind of like having a group of people kind of sharing, but it's still built around your models and systems of how you operate to then having an actual business run by itself. And the people that do this transition successfully are the people who go on the, on the largest inward journey for themselves and are willing to give up a part of them that holds them back from being the ultimate leader that they can be in this life. And that's the really cool thing. So I'm just going to kind of say it in a different way. You're casting the vision, you're providing clarity and you're moving roadblocks. These things become a different way of being. And then that different way of being becomes a different way of doing. In the beginning, when you're doing this, you're just doing it and you're kind of commingling it all together. But as you start separating that, you need to be the one who is, is reading two or three books a week or a month. You need to be the one who is, that's learning a new concept so that you're staying ahead of your team so that you can pull everybody there. That's how you remove the roadblocks. Look, if you want to have more output for your organization, you need more input. In order to have more input, you have to be the one who starts to change the input. So in my experiences, is as I started off as a sole entrepreneur, borrowing eight thousand dollars to start my first business, um, living in a four hundred square foot apartment. Actually, I'd, I'd moved from my brother's basement, which was like next to the furnace, into this four hundred square foot apartment. So it was a huge step up. And uh, as I did that, that person that I went there is a completely different person than I am today. And it's all part of your path. But when you go on this journey of understanding who you are, you're able to cast the vision better. You're able to provide more clarity because you're never, look, you can't provide clarity if you become the problem. If you become the problem, meaning if you, an event occurs, somebody's going to leave your organization, right? You're one of your top individuals comes to you and says, I'm giving you a two week notice and you get all bent out of shape about it and become and frustrated and anger and jealousy. I poured so much into this and that's all you become. You're not going to solve the problem and the events, the events happening. You can't, change that, right? So when you look at this is you have to separate yourself from the problem. This was what allows you to be the ultimate leader in your life. Now, this goes in business as it much goes in leading your family. If you get involved with your kid's drama that's happening that you're not solving or helping them solve or provide an example of how you lead either. So when you can separate yourself from the thoughts and emotions, which you are not, by the way, Everyone has that voice inside their head. You're not alone. Let me tell you, that voice is real and it talks and it'll take different sides based on how you want it to. And it'll make some really compelling arguments for you, right? As to why you should do things and why you shouldn't. Understanding that you're not your thoughts, you're not your emotions, you are the one who witnesses them. And the more you can bring this into yourself and into your, how you lead, of how you're casting that vision, how you're casting the uh, ability to create more cl- clarity and how you're moving these roadblocks becomes a very very powerful place. And so that's why we first work on this inward journey about being. And that's why we use businesses as conduit for a personal growth. In the beginning phases, yes, you will probably come into business, or at least I did from my experiences, because I wanted money. I wanted things. I wanted this accumulation of stuff. And it became, I wanted power. I think everyone, I acted differently. I operated differently. I got very angry when things didn't exactly go the way I wanted to. And there's a level that you'll get to success, but you're going to get success without fulfillment. You're actually going to get it without feeling okay inside, without having that place. So when you can come from first working on yourself and, and every day using business. So every day you're going to show up and there's going to be a whole series of problems. Learn to relax behind them. Learn to do three, two, one relax. Learn to find 60 seconds of joy and reframe the experience of how you're going to um, how you're going to find the gratitude out of this. Right. And as you do this, you'll be able to cast a larger vision. Because you're no longer so caught up in what you want, you're caught up with what the organization needs and you're able to see that differently. And as you also operate from this, you're going to start to be able to succeed through other people, which is extremely humbling. You cannot succeed ultimately through other people if you're still caught up with your own world, with your own self, because you're going to want self-preservation and accumulation and and recognition. Now, I'm not saying that you can't fake your way there and there's people that can get there from that. You're treating people as a stepping stool to accumulate more things for yourself instead of really building a conscious business that is through people because they have the same shared vision that you're communicating and that you're providing more clarity to them on a daily basis because they love... Of what you're doing and where you're going and then you're helping remove their roadblocks whether they're stuck in their mind or they're stuck in a tactical business problem. So that's why we focus inward first and then everything we do outwardly helps the organization. And so you can bring this in there. So as you develop the ability to lead through others which is really how you build and operate a business There's going to be a lot that occurs and it's going to get frustrating. It's going to be very angry at times and you have to get behind it all. And as you get behind all of that, you're then watching it unfold and you don't become it. So that's how you really bridge that gap of first self-leadership precedes leadership. That's the first of why you work on yourself to be able to cast a bigger vision, to bring more clarity, and to remove the roadblocks for your organization. And by the way, if you start having awareness around this, you'll see that, how, what is my vision? What, what is my vision? If I were to ask most entrepreneurs, most people leading, what is your vision for the day, Right. What is it for the day? They, they haven't really thought about or given any thought. So that can be a place where you just start. What is the vision for today for me? Write that down. It doesn't have to be some sexy haiku that you come up with that you're, you're reciting a poem about or something, right? It can just be like, I need to get this thing done today. Great. This is where I'm going to get it done from, right? And then you bring that same conversation to your team. So you're constantly forcing them to have more clarity around that. So as we as we embark on this journey of building an organization, building a business, those are the three things a leader must do and the most important things. Number one, cast a vision, right? So you're constantly know where you're going. Here's the other thing, right? If you don't cast a vision first, if you don't cast a vision, you could have everybody running east looking for a sunset. Now everyone could be doing a whole bunch of things, but if you're running east looking for a sunset, you're never going to find it. That's why the vision of where you're going has to be first. Number two, you're, you're providing the clarity and how we're going to get there. It's like when you get in your car, the Google maps turns on, it gives you an ETA. It tells you what route you need to take. It tells you when to go. It interrupts your music and and the voice overrides and comes in and tells you you have a turn to make in 200 yards, right? It provided you step-by-step directions. What if you just had Google maps and it just showed you where the destination was and told you when you get there, but it didn't provide you with the step-by-step directions. We, we start where we are and then the big vision says we're going here, which would be the end destination of where you're going, right? But if you didn't provide those step-by-step mechanisms on a, on a daily or weekly basis, the team wouldn't know exactly when to turn or left and they'd be staying on the road. That's your job of constantly providing clarity. And the roadblocks that show up, which are going to show up every day, which is their surprises or problems, right, that show up, we need to be able to articulate those, not become the problem ourselves. So your job as a leader is to never become the problem, whether you're leading your kids, whether you're leading a partner, whether you're leading a business. The minute you become the problem, you can no longer solve it. In fact, you've now just contributed to it and you're feeding it more. So your goal is to continue to step behind the problem so you can actually gain visibility into it. the in that example that we talked about rising up there, so you can bring that into your life and then triangulate information by getting different opinions on this, right? I, I was sharing this yesterday with somebody. I said, look, I said, I don't know why you're so afraid to bring this up in a conversation. I said, if, and they're like, well, because I know I'm right. I said, well, look, if you know you're right and you ask the question, then people are going to prove that you're right. And then at least people are on board with you. And then I said, in, in, the, in the opportunity that you're, that you're not right, you've now saved yourself from making a poor decision. So I don't understand that why you get afraid It's and ultimately comes down to is because the self-preservation. They want more, they want more, they want to be right. Whereas stepping back as a business owner, as a leader in your group, you have to stop and then say, hey, look, I'm willing to be wrong, but if I'm not wrong, at least everyone has not proven me right. So don't think that you need to have the answers. Don't think you need to know everything because you're not. It's okay to ask the bigger questions as you're building and removing those roadblocks to how you get above and beyond where you actually are. And that becomes a very powerful place. So thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, if you like this episode of Business Meets Spirituality, make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go so you don't miss future episodes. Or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, never give up on joy.